Just hit a button, Morty. Give me a beat. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Um. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to an, another episode of Not Your Weekly Sports Pod. You know, we, we love the Beer Boys over here, me and Vala the Bala. So we decided to bring him back. Arash Dabiri, Sina Dabiri, Vala the OG Bala. I haven't been able to get a lot of carbs in my life. I've been keto, so just the Persians here are are very greasy and ready to go in on another podcast with me. Oh my goodness. So (laughs) this is going to be a short one, but it's going to be packed with some real shit. Guys, I think we just witnessed one of the greatest debacles for a good superstar early in his career that I think we've ever seen in Ben motherfucking Simmons. I'm going to bring y'all both in right now, and I want to hear each of y'all's opinions. What's y'all's opinion right now after this you know, horrible debacle that happened in Philly of Ben Simmons? Paul, I want to ask you first, bro. What do you think of him right now? Disappointing. You know, like, there's a part of me as a basketball fan because what I've seen Ben Simmons do on the basketball court from a young age, instinctually having a high basketball IQ, having all the tools to be a force on the perimeter and admittedly uh, one of the top forces on the defensive end all over the court, maybe got robbed of a defensive player of the year award. Agreed. But you know, we all expect him to take a step every year. And when you look at his numbers, man, just one thing that's concerning is he really hasn't improved in any category from his rookie year in 2018. He's averaged the same amount of points, actually a career low this year. He's averaged the same amount of assists, career low this year, and the same amount of rebounds, career low this year. His entire career, all four years of his career so far, there's been no progression. And the eye test shows the same, right? There was the famous series against Brad Stevens Celtics, uh, I think it was in 2018, where he just couldn't adjust to them giving him the mid-range shot, and he effectively became unplayable on the court. And to see him in that Game 7 of the Bucks series pass up open dunks, not be aggressive with his playmaking, really having no spots that he wanted to get to, it's just disappointing to see for a guy that we all expected. At some time, we're calling the next LeBron James. Hey, uh, RH to be here, you know. I just want to see if someone has Aisha's number so I could get uh, Seth Curry's number from her, you know, because I think you know they're in-laws. So they must know each other. So if someone has Aisha's number, give me Seth's number. Doc Rivers is also his uh, father-in-law, actually, for Seth Curry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, because, you know, I think I think Ben Simmons, I think Ben Simmons owes him $30 million. Owes Seth Curry $30 million. You know, that $7 million he got this year from the 76ers was bullshit. <laughs> you know, 76ers paid $30 million this year. Or I should feel very strongly about this, don't yeah, you? Yeah, let me let me just let me just read you something, okay? Let me talk just read you, you something. Let me let me talk to you. Okay. Ben Simmons played thirty four minutes, thirty four point five minutes mm-hmm. in this round against Atlanta. Where it matters most. We covered that last episode, you know? Where it matters most. Seth Curry also played thirty four minutes. Ben Simmons shot six field goals. Seth Curry shot 12. Ben Simmons made 3.9. Seth Curry made 7.7. Only two less than Joel Embiid. And Seth Curry had, he played the same amount of minutes, same amount of games. 
he had his plus minus 8.4 ben simmons 4.1 he had the biggest plus minus so i just want ben simmons you know to you know, he's got to give some money to Seth Curry. Like, <laughs> hey, what look, is this bro. like? You're paying this guy seven million dollars and this guy like thirty million. And let's do it, bro. Like, hey, we're gonna get these guys to court. We're gonna get this settled. Like, Go settle this monetarily and ensure that this happens. But regardless, guys, you guys feel very strongly about the fact that Ben Simmons has been complete ass and has been disappointing. Where it matters the most <laughs> in the playoffs <laughs> against Trey Young. Is it fair to say? Is it fair to Point say, guys, guard. that this is Point the guard. last time that we're going to see Ben Simmons in a Philadelphia 76ers uniform? I think his career ended uh, in Game 7 of that series. His Philly career ended. So, yeah, I think he's gone. And there's going to be some trade destinations be that are intriguing, both from his camp and the camp of those teams. Because still, I mean, he gives you something. Yeah. He's still a 6'10 freak that can run your offense sometimes and is one of the two best defenders in the NBA who's, by the way, just 24 years old. Former All-NBA at being though so young in his career. Like, people forget this, right? That he signed a Supermax extension. This man's owed a lot of money because he achieved so much at such an early age. So, I agree with you there, brother. I really do. So, I want to ask you, Volo, what's your first place? Like, if you're, if you're Ben Simmons, if you're Daryl Morey right now, if we're fucking trade machining this, for a guy that holds so much value right now at his current age and what he's accomplished thus far in his career... Where does he go? And is he honestly, are we going to see a complacent Ben Simmons retain this sort of value for the rest of his career? Or do we see some sort of trajectory ascending to the player we hope that he could ascend early on into his career? I've got a trade destination that works for Ben Simmons, and it works for the team he's going to beautifully. Talk I'm going to blow you. y'all's mind. I don't think anyone's talked about Boston. this yet. I don't think Boston can pull it off. My team is the San Antonio Spurs. Wow, talk Ooh. to me. Yeah, so... One thing that I've noticed from Philly is that organization's been really disappointing in terms of developing young talent, right? Absolutely. A lot of lottery picks on those Philly teams where they were trusting the process were guys that really didn't amount to much. Jaheel Okafor, where is he now? He's nowhere. He's G League to playing 10-day contracts in the NBA. You know? Um, Mike Carter-Williams. Michael Carter-Williams. Great place. Had a rookie of the year. Where did he go afterwards? He never progressed past that. You look at Markel Fultz, a lot of that isn't Markel Fultz's fault, but still, how did Philly handle that situation? Did they have anything to do with his shoulder and what went into him becoming what he became? A lot of guys on that list when you look down the Philadelphia 76ers, and so Ben Simmons going to an organization that has a coach, not just Brett Brown running around and making gestures for TNT. Shout out Jimmy Butler for calling this man out. But having a coach in Greg Popovich and an organization that knows how to build around talent and develop that talent in the San Antonio Spurs. Now, the question is, what do the Spurs have to offer if you're Philly? Yeah, seriously. Number DeMar. one, sign and trade DeMar DeRozan. Okay. Great locker room guy. I think a good complimentary piece to Joel, much the same way that Jimmy Butler was. Jimmy Butler didn't shoot threes when he was in Philly. But DeMar DeRozan's game has evolved in a way to where he's an amazing playmaker. He can re- handle a lot of the point guard responsibilities. And he hits that mid-range shot. And San Antonio is going to have to throw in for me either either, or both of DeJounte Murray okay. and Derek White. Okay. That's a good take for Philly. Philly gets two young wing guys, wing point guard guys, and a- another elite defender in DeJounte Murray. And you get DeMar DeRozan, who fills your gap of second star at a point where you want to win now with Joel Embiid, because who knows what's going to happen with him in injuries. So I want to ask you a quick question real quickly. And Arash, uh, feel free to step in, and I'm going to ask you the same question that I'm going to ask him. 
but do you greg popovich is probably going to be gone after this do you think greg popovich would stay knowing that you probably have another you know generational talent lasting to what you had in Kawhi leonard and you lost that and here you have somewhat of a reclamation project to retain yourself with a guy who's been struggling and has a chance to redeem his legacy with a you know tim duncan era if you really wanted to what a what a great way to end his career I mean, what have, what have been the real like notes of Greg Popovich's career these last few years? Missed playoff entries with the Spurs and the most disappointing Team USA performance in a FIBA in history. I don't think he'd be. He'd think he could pull it off. So I don't think he'd do it. I mean, I don't I'm think you could do it with Ben Simmons like that. So, Rosh, going to that point, bro, tell me, like, where's your ideal trade destination right now for Ben Simmons if he's leaving Philly in your estimation? I think you could send him maybe to Golden State. Okay. That'd be intriguing. What would we yeah. get in return? You get Wiseman and okay. you get Draymond. It's pretty much the same amount of money. How does Wiseman pair up next to Embiid, though? You put Wiseman as backup, man, and you know he's going to play a lot of minutes. You you could give Embiid a lot of rest. That guy that size. So would you, are, are you saying that you would pretty much take like the uh, Dwight Howard approach, but instead of playing him the minutes that he is right now, increase it to have like a 50-50 load between like Joel Embiid and Wiseman? Am I yeah. getting it correctly? Yeah, just 50-50, yeah. Okay. You could rest him one, you know, like he could put, he could still play like, you know, 28 minutes per game. Weissman. You're giving up your second best player for a backup. That's what this comes down to for me. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not, maybe a shooter with him, you know. You would need to throw something. If you would need to at least throw me Wiggins. Uh, yeah. I would, I if would you're Golden Wiggins. State, make, give me Wiggins and Wiseman, and that's, that's that'll be a little rap. more intriguing. Maybe you send Draymond, you know, maybe you send. If you get Draymond too, that's a steal. I'll take it if I'm. Yeah, the heartbeat. Warrior, yeah. the Warriors wouldn't give up Draymond. Yeah. I would, I would love it though if that was the case. But oh. you know, you're getting Ben Simmons. Absolutely, you put yeah. him at center with Steph. Yeah, Ben Ooh. Simmons is a better defender than Draymond at this point in his career. You too. do it. Hey, look, if there's no draft pick, like draft picks attached, I think you do it. And if you the Warriors really want to get him, yeah. If if, if Maury can pull off getting Draymond in that deal, follow. I'll look at Daryl Maury as OG greatest GM of all time. Warriors like, would no, be better no, too. No questions asked. Yeah, Warriors would be better so, too. The main thing going out... Of the, oh, Cena, please. I got to know. Do you have an ideal trade destination yourself? Or are you good? No, no. Okay, I, I like fine. Boston, but it would not work. Okay. They're, I would not give up any of those players Boston has. That's fair. Wait, I, yeah. If, can Boston pull anything off without including Brown or Tatum or no? No, not okay. at all. Agreed. Like, they, have, they have nothing else, bro. Like, you had Born Kemba, him. but like even then, that was a horrible contract. Like, you can't do anything yeah. with that. Yeah, the main question are. I do want to get to you guys, though. The media has this like trade fallacy going on more than like most of the Portland Trailblazers. That how it would pretty much essentially help both of them. Either you move Dame or you move CJ. And essentially that team in return gets Ben Simmons. And, you know, 76, the Joel Embiid gets the guard that he always wanted in a score first 30 point per, uh, per game guy that he could pass it out to with an open three whenever the defense collapses on him. And for Portland, you end up having a one solo piece in that backcourt of two that could give you 30 at any night. And each one, yeah, and that one of two. them can get about 40 or 50 combined with a true point guard. So it works beneficially on both ends. But my question to y'all would be, would either one of those situations propel their respective team to winning a championship? Well, I'm going to go to you first, bro. This is easy for me. Talk to me. Philly instantly becomes the only team that really can stand up tall with a healthy Nets team if they make this trade. Damian Lillard is the perfect complement to Joel Embiid's inside game. He's the perfect pick-and-pop guy, the pick-and-pop at three-point line, top of the key that Joel Embiid loves. Perfect piece to that. And more importantly, Philly gets what they haven't had since Jimmy Butler went down and left that team. A clutch guy in the fourth quarter that when it comes down to getting a bucket, he can get it anywhere on the court. 
Dame time, baby. I agree. The only issue with this trade, man, is I think with what we saw in this Bucks series, Ben Simmons' stock is at, his, at an all-time low. And I think Dame Lillard, now for the first time saying that he might go somewhere, he's open to the idea of leaving Portland, instantly becomes the best player available on the trade market. And I don't think you give that up for just Ben Simmons. Do you think, knowing that the person that's going to be orchestrating this deal is Daryl Morey, that it happens? What could you throw in? Like Maxi into the deal? Throw in something. all your draft picks that you have left? Something, man. I, I think we'll figure it out, but I want to hear a rush. Rush, give me your point, bro. What do you think about this? Honestly, uh, I think Benson just needs to be paired up with like four, sh- maybe like three shooting guards and a small forward. So Vol and I had this discussion so like anything earlier. could happen. Going back to our previous, not going back to it, but just like relegating the point, do you think Ben Simmons is good enough of a player on the caliber of Akeem Olajuwon, Shaquille O'Neal, Dwight Howard-esque, in which you can just have him as the gravity, the center that essentially runs the whole brain of the unit, surround him with just simply shooters, and win yourself a championship? Ball, I'm going to you first, bro. Not yet. And I don't think he is to the degree of being able to do that with a Blazers team where he and C.J. McCollum are two of the three best players. The two best players, that is. Um, If he couldn't get it done with the second best center in basketball and Joel Embiid, putting up the numbers that he did, the splits that he did, the efficiency that he did, and for the first time in a while with the longevity and duration that he did, I don't think he's going to get it done with C.J. McCollum in the West. So I don't think he's there yet. Um, But again, he's 24 years old. He's got development ahead of him. There's a whole element of his game that he hasn't touched yet. And he said he's skipping the Olympics this summer. He's played for this native Australian team every summer. He's skipping it this summer to what? Perform his game. Get better. Get better. Work on that shot, man. So no, I, I think Ben Simmons is getting some of the wrong hate. At what point is it Philly? Markel Fultz lost a jump shot. Danny Green this year lost a jump shot. Ben Simmons never had a jump shot. He didn't. <laughs> but how, how are you going to develop yeah. a jump shot where there is no jump shot? No, absolutely. I think when you put him in an environment like CJ McCollum and Portland where they shoot, he might learn some new shots. And if he works on it, That's fair, I, I think he needs to be a forward. Yeah. He's not a point guard. Because if you're playing guard, you have, to, you have to be able to pull up that dribble and shoot. I think he'd play like the point forward role. I think he'd end up playing in Portland the same role that Draymond essentially does in Golden State, in which he's like the middle of everything, facilitating everything and shooting from the outside, like you said. And my only problem is, and I kind of agree with Fall on, on this point with you, bro. I think you get you guys both get closer to nothing, right? Like you're still gonna get a like I think regardless, I think Portland would get swept in the second round yeah. against any of these other Western Conference teams. And I think Phillies their best bet's gonna be the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Whoever they end up meeting, if it's the Bucks or a healthy Nets team, that's it. And I don't think either one of them propels them wow. to uh, you don't think Dame and Bede and the cast they have beat a healthy Bucks team or healthy Nets? No, healthy Nets nobody beats, but yeah, a healthy I mean, Buck the Bucks but the Bucks the weren't point. that the Bucks took seven games to well, beat a Nets team then? without Kate without Harden Dame or has Kyrie. Been hooping in the West by himself so every y'all, year. Y'all y'all would think that Dame and yeah. Embiid could beat. I mean, so they would right be now, they would the they would cha- they would push the Nets because the Nets' biggest weakness is the center position. Okay, so my question to you is this, right? If you're telling me that they would beat the Bucks. Correct? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, I think they would. I I don't think it would be easy. It'd be a six-game series, but yeah, I think they'd handedly beat them. But that would happen. Rush, do you agree with that? Do you think that team, Dame and Embiid, would beat uh, the Bucks as they're currently constructed? Like they send CJ to Philly? Yes. No, no, no. No, no. no. CJ stays. We're talking Dame Dame for Simmons. Dame and Embiid versus the Bucks. 
Man, that's a tough one. But yeah, Dame would win. Okay. Dame is Dame's a big shot himself. Do you think? <laughs> do you <laughs> think they beat the Nets then? Do you think they beat their Eastern Conference? You know, the the rivals over here. It's game no? seven. He's beaten James Harden before. Okay, so you guys are giving he a chance. He hits that game seven. You know, he hits that over Paul George. You know, he hits that over James, like over Chandler Parsons. You know, he hits that sometimes. Okay, He's got always a shot. bad memories brought right. back on this podcast. This. PTSD. <laughs> Boom. But if you're Portland, then okay. So if you're saying they're going to be competitive for the Eastern Conference Finals, let's see how it's the win for for the Sixers. Are the Portland Trailblazers not a second round exit, regardless if they have Ben Simmons or Damian Lillard in this uh, era? One hundred percent. They've been the biggest pretender contenders of this era. They've gone to the conference finals a couple times, really easy routes in fortunate circumstances. Um, but when they've come against a team that's the equal talent level or even slightly higher, it's they've always been unable to prevail. And it's just tough, man. It's tough for a point guard. Tough for a point guard to have that load because of what you're asked to do on the court from end to end to be able to be the centerpiece of a team going into June and July, late playoff stretches. That's why you see it with Steph. That's why you see it with Harden, right? Uh, a big part of what we saw this year, too, in the playoffs with Kyrie goes down with an injury. So, yeah, I don't think it's just it's tough for the Blazers, but even with Simmons, like you said, Nabil, they're an out. So, but like, you have something to say, bro? Yeah, like, Talk I mean, me. sometimes, you know, like, sometimes, you know, maybe he just had a bad game. Maybe he just had, like, a bad few series, too. You know, the series before, he played fairly well. He shot 10, he attempted 10 field goals. He made 6.4 of them. You know, he made, I mean, his free throw percentage was low. He shot 35%. Atrocious. It's the worst That's in so history. so bad. That's so bad. Yeah. It's the worst in history. But, like, you know, he had nine assists. That's fair. That's that's good assists, you know. I will plus say, minus was sixteen point eight. That's huge. That's dominance. Sixteen. That's huge. That's a big number. I still think they would be. You might have had just bad two games, just because like there's so much more competition. There's still so much more competition in the West yeah. if they ended up being healthy. Like a healthy LeBron and AD. I mean, that's still so like so much if they were if they were healthy. And then Jokic coming back with Jamal Murray. Street uh, close AD. Yeah, exactly. Street close AD, bro. Uh, Kawhi and Paul George, like there's just so many good duos in the West that you know it just makes things hard. But that kind of just wants uh, you know bring me back to my my final question for y'all as well. Well, I think you've dictated to me that Daryl Morey is kind of a tactician. He kind of wants to you know have a much more of a long term picture. What's more of a long term picture than shipping Ben Simmons off to OKC for a bevy of those draft first round draft picks and choose your pick, Lou Dort. Uh, you know who else do you got? Kemba Walker. Do you get um, Shea. Yeah, what are you, if, I'm probably not going to throw SGA and then probably mix them in. But yeah, pick your choice here. We'll give you Lou Dort. We'll give you Kemba Walker. We'll give you about three first-round picks Diallo. for Ben Simmons. Yeah, Diallo. The only issue with that I see is I think Philly's in win-now mode. I don't know yeah. if Kemba is a win-now player with his injury concerns being 30, a six-foot-tall point guard who relies on his athleticism to create separation. Um, it works beautifully for OKC, though. Jesus, yeah. that's a da- that's a dangerous <laughs> SGA team. SGA and Ben Simmons, bro. They, they're like the Grizzlies of the oh like mid two thousands. Then, yeah, they just out Grizzlies the Grizzlies right now. Yeah, right? grit and grind. If they can keep Lou Dort, Lou Dort and Ben Simmons on the court together, that's a scare. With, and Shea, SGA, who's yeah. going to be an all defensive team guy. So it's not for all NBA, but again, Larry context. What do yeah. you think about the Nuggets? That's, to that's, a, that's another team we were talking about as well. Bro. Who point the center. thing is? Who is who is Philly going to ask for from the Nuggets? Or are they going to ask Michael for Porter Jr. Jr. Aaron Gordon? Aaron Gordon? Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon, bro. That's going to be the that's a salary you think wise. That gets it done. Yeah, throw some. You got to throw some picks, and I think Denver is going to have to throw at least a first round and then a second round pick in to get Ben Simmons. 
but I think that may do it. My only problem is you're going to go really big if you're the Sixers. And unless you're, you're, your plan is that you're going to take some of these big guys that you have and ship them off, you're just stuck with two big guys. So yeah. I, I don't, you're pretty much going to be guard deficient. So that's going to be the only problem. And I think to your point, Vala goes, do they want to win now or do, you know, do they want to win later? Rush, you got something to say. I see you. Bro. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Hey, who's Daryl Moore's favorite player? James Harden. James Harden. Yeah, what if what if he tries something over that. there? Nah, they're not gonna do that. You don't think so? Nah, Brooklyn's too stuck in there, bro. Okay, maybe you offer something. You know, you already have KD and Kyrie. You know, like, do you really need James Harden? He yeah. might just go yeah. after him. James Harden when he was healthy. James Harden was the best player on that yeah. team. James Harden gets to dictate where he wants to go, bro. I think he's one at that echelon of the NBA that, like, if he wants to stay in Brooklyn and win a ring in Brooklyn, the NBA is not gonna let him. He's go one. Yeah, he's one of the three best players in the NBA. Like, he's not going. He's doing what LeBron did. He went to another team. He's going to win one, come back to Houston, win one. As you should. What a dream. Speaking of Houston, you think there's any chance of a Houston like destination? I would love it. I just don't think Daryl Morey goes for it, bro. Like, if you're yeah, in win now, though, like, there's nothing there. Yeah, there's nothing that we could. Uh, John Wall doesn't do anything for that team. No. You need spacing at the point guard position. He's, he's a horrible shooter in efficiency. We'll like, give two picks. Russell Westbrook. We'll give two picks in John Wall. You're not no, they, they need to win now, well, dude. give up Joel. Yeah. Joel Embiid, I, I really don't know how much longer Joel Embiid has. Like, I feel like every time I watch him play, it's kind of like a ticking time bomb because it's like, please don't break on me. Please don't break on me. Because when he plays, he's special. Well, he's, when he plays, he's, he was the MVP of this league. He feels healthy. It'd be, it'd be Embiid over Jokic. The only reason Jokic won, not taking nothing away from Jokic, was just because of the fact that Embiid was injured. Yeah. But I do have a just, I want to finally end this podcast just on a moral standpoint, bro. Do you think there's some sort of a complacency aspect that comes to achieving and retaining over $200 million after becoming an all-NBA player at age 23, being guaranteed $200 million? Do you have any recency or do you have any reason, reason for yourself to try to get better or just stay complacent making $200 million for the next five years and by the time you're 27, you're richer than 99 It depends on you, I guess. Because if you're going to play basketball, if you're going to be in the league, these are your peers. And if you're not competitive... You're so much. You're below your peers. If you're not, if you're, if you were the guy who was supposed to be LeBron, but now you're just collecting a check, you're gonna get pushed out. Because even Carmelo was almost pushed out the league. But he does. I think there is a point to it where you become slower. You get the first paycheck, but no, I think. I mean, like Vala said too, he's sitting out for the Olympics this summer. It depends on if the person has that, that just to drive to compete. It's fair. Yeah, these. Also, if you're a mercenary, why not do it twice? So maybe oh, just, oh, wow. just yeah, do it better. You know, get better. Get try to earn another two hundred million dollars. So he might just try to get better. Yeah, I think when you play an NBA season and the work that goes into just being able to get through the practices and play on the court for the number of minutes that these dogs play on the court for, I think it takes passion for the game, man. It's not just collecting a paycheck. If you're going to be a guy who's one of the elite players in this league, which I think Ben Simmons is still a top 20 guy in this league. Let's not get it twisted. He's not, he's not dog shit. He's just not a guy that you can keep on the court in the system he's currently on right now in the fourth quarter of a game. He had a bad series. That and, you know, I think these athletes are more self-conscious of their identities and their brand than at any point in the history of really humanity. Like maybe, oh, can you be fair? Can you dog shit on uh, Doc Rivers for me afterwards a little bit? Doc Rivers never been past the second round uh, unless he had Rajon Rondo, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and KG four Hall of Famers. So dog shit. 
Um, you ruin the Clippers. You're ruining Joel Embiid's prime. Thank you very much. Shout out Doc Rivers. But with that said, I think Ben Simmons knows he's hot right now in the media and people are dogging him and we're having this podcast about him. Like he's going to tune in obviously and, of course. and he's going to come back at us on Twitter. So we'll be ready for that. He's going to be in a kangaroo. <laughs> I think he's going to come back strong, man. I think wherever he ends up, as long as it's not to like Detroit or some shit. Um, I think if he ends up in a good locker room and a good organization, he's going to do good things. I'm excited, bro. Washington? Hey, man, I'm excited. I, I think Ben has a lot of opportunities to go a lot of different places, kind of make a new name for himself and, you know, have the opportunity, like you said, Vala, to be end, uh, end up being the next LeBron. Fellas, fucking honor is awesome, man. I, I, I really appreciate y'all being here. Any final words you want to say before we end up to people? Hey, man, thank you guys for having us and also, like, yeah, we're honestly, I am a really big fan of the podcast. So, like, this is a really good podcast. So, I just uh, thank you guys for having me here. For sure. Sitting bro. here with some Houston sports legends. Ooh. We appreciate it to be here. Very true. Well, thank you guys for the warm words. Vala the Bala, OG Brody. What's good, bro? Anything you want to say to the people? Keep tuning in, man. We got some good stuff coming. Okay. NBA lottery result analysis. Less than 24 hours away. We're almost there. Um, let's just hope we come back with good spirits and the Rockets get that top four pick. Amen. With that, fellas, bye.